Welcome to all of our Forum Podcast listeners. You are back on the Forum Podcast. I'm LJ Hira, your host, and I'm so happy to have with me today Katie Collins, mm-hmm. right from the heart of Indianapolis, the heart yes. of downtown, here at, and really in the heart of our general conference. Katie, we're glad you're here. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Thank you for being here. You have been an educator now for 18 years. 18th year. It's hard to believe. <laughs> that is amazing. You're pretty yeah. much, this would be your, you're officially an adult as an educator. I, I think so. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> Thank Congratulations. you. <laughs> Currently, she serves the families of Calvary Tabernacle and Calvary Christian School as the principal of CCS or Calvary yeah. Christian School. And we have brought of 11,000 of our closest friends to Indianapolis <laughs> just so Katie could be here and we could be a part of this forum podcast. It's amazing. <laughs> and Katie, Katie is going to help us know how we can track and use metrics and assess how we're growing, whether we're growing, where we're growing, and all. So Katie, thank you so much yes. for taking your time to share with us on the forum podcast. Happy to be here. Happy you are. Let's ask <laughs> our first question. Why is it important to measure growth? And a follow-up to that would be, yeah. how do we not get trapped in the numbers game where everything is about, how many did you have? Yep. Yeah, absolutely. It's a, it's a balance. And so um, it's important that we keep our eye on the goal, which is to grow people and okay. make sure that we are, um, we're not getting caught up in the data. We're not getting lost in the data, um, but the data informs what we do. And so... Um, being able to analyze that data effectively, be able to apply it, and be able to use it um, as our next steps as we teach. And so um, when I work with my teachers at Calvary Christian School, um, I admittedly am one of the most excited about data. Yes. Um, they, they do not, um, yeah, they don't follow up with the same excitement. But <laughs> um, what I like to say to them is I like, I like to know if I'm being successful. I want to know if I'm right. succeeding. I want to know if what I'm doing is affecting kids. Um, and so the way to do that is to measure. And okay. so I feel like it's one of the most important things that we do as educators um, because it allows us to really know what to do next. Um, but the other piece of that, as you said, is to make sure that we're not getting stuck in the numbers game where yes. we are measuring so much um, and focusing so much on the data that we're losing the souls and we're losing mm. the faces of the kids, Very the good. adults in front of us, um, because that's, that's the purpose of teaching. And so yes. data informs teaching, achieving data metrics or growth metrics is not the goal necessarily, um, but it does help us know what to do next, which is important. It is yeah. very much so. Yeah. And numbers, when we think about data and, and growth, Mm-hmm. If I asked you today, is your church growing? What is the yeah. first thought you would have? And maybe yours is correct because you're, you're getting this proper concept. But if I said, is your church growing? What's the first measurement you would think of? Attendance. Exactly. Yeah. And same thing with me. When yeah. you look out of the seats, are there more empties than there are filled? And if there yeah. are, we're not growing. And if there are more filled, then we feel like we're growing. But is it possible to be growing numerically but not growing spiritually? Absolutely. Yeah. So we it cannot be just numbers. It has to be another metric. Yeah. And if there is another metric, what might that metric be? If yeah. numbers are valuable, absolutely. Yeah. But if they are not the tell-all, yeah. what are some of the metrics we can use to measure whether we are growing and the people we are teaching are growing? Sure. So and if you look at it in the context of a local church or growing adults, Um, or even growing kids in the local church, um, you know, we're measuring things like consistency. 
We're measuring okay. um, spiritual growth, you know, disciplines, um, making sure that that people are growing into well-rounded Christians, not okay. just um, attending church on a regular basis, but they are really growing in their relationship with God and as disciples. And so whatever we can do to help them um, achieve that, of course, right. through our teaching and through um, preaching. Um, but we want to make sure that we're measuring different things other than just who's in the seat. Yes. Okay. So consistency, yeah. spiritual disciplines. Yeah. It would be really neat. When I was pastoring, I wanted to, this is going to sound, I don't know, you may, <laughs> you may love this. I mean, we may geek out over this right now. <laughs> I wanted to assign everybody a level and not trying to make everybody just a category, but yeah. If they've repented but have never been baptized, then sure. the next level for them, the next step for them maybe would be baptism. So let's say they're a two. They've repented, they've been baptized, they've been filled with the Holy Ghost, but they're not they're not living a life that is consistent with godliness and righteousness. So the next step for them would be some kind of class that would teach them the beauty of holiness. Right. Or could be they're doing all those things, but they're not sharing their faith with somebody. So they may be a five trying to get them to a six. Sure. It would be awesome if there's some way without making it look like the government that we have assigned yeah. everybody a number. <laughs> right. But if we could see where people are yeah. and help them get to the next step, because yeah. I know you're not going to take somebody who's never repented and all of a sudden by the following Sunday, they're leaving a ministry. Right. You're going to, there's growth in between. Yeah. But how could we do that in such a way that it doesn't look like big brother is just assigning them a number. <laughs> right. Um, I think I think some of that is through effective data collection. Okay. Non creepy data collection. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we don't want to. Hey, don't wanna, the yeah. <laughs> right. We want to make sure that people are, um, you know, feel like a human, and yeah. and we're not we're not making them a number, um, but but allowing them um, like. I, th I think we can we can develop next steps for each step, like you're discussing. You know, okay. if, if we know each, if we know we've got several people in the church that have not received the infilling of the Holy Ghost, mm -hmm. then then we can develop um, develop some series and develop some things that we're going to do to address that specifically. Um, and maybe even it, it, depending on the size of your church, maybe that's something you do corporately. Maybe just okay. as a pastor, that's something you track. Um, I think that there's a lot of value in surveys, things like that, that you can send out. I like surveys. Yeah. But I do I'm a too. Nerd. I do too. And if you make them anonymous, people are pretty True. receptive. Um, and whether you would want to do that or not, um, make it anonymous, that, that would be up to you. Um, but there's a lot of ways to collect that data without people feeling like a number. Yeah. Surveys would be best. Surveys would be good. Digitally? Yeah. Um, there are a lot of digital tools. So, okay. yeah, you could do, um, I know SurveyMonkey does things right. like that. Um, the, the cheap one is Google Forms, oh, um, okay. where you yes. can use Google Forms, make it anonymous. Exactly. Um, you can collect their email. I mean, if they have a trusting relationship with you, it's likely they would be okay sharing a lot of that information. Okay, very good. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. We are talking with Katie Collins, principal of Calvary Christian School, and she is a a data fan, <laughs> and she's helping us know how we can not only track metrics, but also be able to use those metrics to be able to help people grow and measure their growth. And we'll be right back right after this break. We'll see you soon. When we pastored in Ohio, right after our sacred Sunday afternoon nap, our family gathered in the living room for devotion. Each devotion started with the same simple question. What Bible story did we learn? And I already knew the answers, not because I had a spy in each of their classes, but because each teacher taught God's Word for Life on a level each age group could understand. 
God's Word for Life is designed for whole church alignment, where children, youth, and adults all learn from the same scriptural passage at church so we can have holy conversations about that passage at home. And it's built on daily devotion, where we connect apostolic education at church with daily devotion at home. And we are back at the Forum Podcast. I am LJ Harry, and I'm here with Katie Collins, Principal of Calvary Christian School. And she's sharing with us how to track and use data and measuring to measure growth and make sure we're growing. Could you give us an example of a growth level at each level, children, youth, adults? What are some areas that you'd mentioned spiritual disciplines and consistency? Are those them or are are there metrics that we should be looking at and really truly tracking? I think there's a lot of diversity. So I think that um, depending on your context and what you're doing, so a Sunday school classroom is going to look different than um, the adult Sunday school classroom, obviously. Right. <laughs> um, very looks, different. It'll look a lot more colorful. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, and so you're going to measure different things, um, things that, that you're teaching your kids. So one of the big, big mistakes of data measurement would be to measure something you're not teaching. And so oh, okay. we want right. to, you could do that at the beginning um, as a, a pre-assessment or just to kind of see where people are. Um, but you're going to use that data. And, and if I'm not teaching it consistently, it's not something I'm going to expect to see growth in necessarily. Okay. Um, so some, some things that, that you might think about. Um, so primary, like K-1-2. Okay. Um, you might look at something like um, maybe you, for six weeks, you're going you're gonna to teach, not, not every, the whole lesson, but maybe you're going to touch on the importance of giving. You're okay. going to spend five minutes at the beginning of class celebrating, giving, um, allowing kids to be excited to give their money, you know, to give right. their offering. Right. Um, and then you're going to maybe just track how that offering increases and okay. maybe not even monitor the money, but maybe how many kids are bringing it. So you're going to see, okay, have I, I gone like from that. five like kids that. out of 15 to now I have 14 out of 15 that are yes. bringing their, their offering. And so it doesn't yes. have to be complicated. It no, can be things like that that we're building into students. Um, so I was thinking, like, if you're thinking about um, upper elementary, even up into junior high, you want to know, are they getting the content that I'm teaching? Are okay. they understanding the, the Bible stories? Are they really taking it to heart and, and applying it in their lives? And so coming up with some creative ways to assess that, right. um, to be able to measure the, the growth. Um, so maybe... After you teach a story, um, can the students act it out? Or oh, okay. Can, so, yes. so coming up with some creative ways that you as a teacher can say, okay, I know that three out of four of these kids really understand because they've just acted it out really effectively. Right. Um, maybe you could, um, with, with middle schoolers, middle schoolers love to talk and discuss. So maybe you could have them discuss the story with their neighbor Right. And then you're going around listening in on those conversations and seeing okay. like, okay, this pair's got it. This pair, they're a little, you know, maybe, maybe a little sure. less right. sure. No, Goliath did not be <laughs> right. David. Exactly. I wasn't bringing a course correct <laughs> yeah, there. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Slight change in the ending there. Yes. This is not a choose your own adventure story. Yes. Yes. So sometimes as teachers, when we, um, when we get kids talking in a group or we get some group work going, that we kind of think of that, okay, now that's my time to kind of sit back and, and relax here oh, for a sure, minute. Sure. Um, but if you'll go and listen in on those conversations, you can really decide, I mean, you can really understand 
Um, kids have got it. They don't have it. I need to do some reteaching. I need to help make sure that, that like you said, they understand the ending or so, so and so forth. Um, with high school um, or with hyphens and, and age a little bit older, um, you might spend a series talking about the value of relationships and um, making sure they understand how important it is to um, build relationships. And a, a growth metric for that might be something like measuring attendance at social events. Oh, because if okay, you really yes. understand the value of relationship, right. then you're going to dedicate some of your time to yes. being part of relationship building activities. That's and fantastic. so that would be, you know, maybe a way you could get um, to look at the practical application there. <laughs> I don't know if our microphones just picked up yeah. the show far, but uh, we're still here. So that <laughs> yeah, was, I was the trump say. of God. Okay, we're good. <laughs> That's <laughs> so funny. <laughs> like if you disappeared, then I said, like, I hope it's alphabetical because I'm H after C. But okay, we're still good. <laughs> you never know what you're going to hear at General Conference. <laughs> That's exactly right. I believe that was a bleating of a ram. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> so I like what you just shared, a social event. Yeah. Basically then, that's practical application. Yeah. That is teaching. We need to be in relationship and community with each other. And yeah. then the next thing you know, they're showing up with stuff they didn't show up before because you mm -hmm. taught them we need to be in relationship and community with each other. Yeah. So that's applying what they yeah. heard in class. Yeah. And that is a way to say they're growing. Yeah. And that's ah, a life like change. That so much. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, How about for us old people? Well, <laughs> how do you measure us old people? I mean, to, to go back to the primary example. So, you know, I mean, you can you can let's say you spent a series or spent some time um, emphasizing giving in yes. your adult class, um, then then measuring whether things go up. Okay. Um, and it's a very concrete way. Um, but, you, you know, another way that you could measure the same thing would be to give. Um, to go back to surveys, maybe a three-question survey at the beginning of your series. How right. much do you value this on like right. a one to ten scale um, and, and that sort of thing. And then at the end of the series, give that same metric, give okay. that same assessment and just see, have, have the numbers changed? Have people gone up a little bit in believing in um, giving their tithes or giving right. of offerings? Right. Um, so those are a few ways that I would and recommend. I like that you had mentioned, because when you mentioned if, the, if it goes up, my first thought was monetarily, just right. like you said. So let's say that class, they used to give $2, but now they gave $4. Like, yeah, right. we're growing. That's good. They're giving more. Sure. But what if they're, like you said, they're giving $2, but they're only giving $2. But now instead of four kids giving $2, mm -hmm. five kids are. Yeah. Which means maybe the number, the money isn't going up, but yeah. the number of students involved are, is going up. Yeah. And that, that could be a way of measuring that level of growth. Sure. When, when I was teaching in Mount Vernon, when I would teach the adult class, which was my passion, I loved it. Mm -hmm. I would teach you these concepts, like in Romans and in Galatians, about justification and these yeah. kind of hard concepts. Yeah. But when I finished teaching them, and then I would go to the next book, and then the next book, and the next book, and I would hearken to what I had taught in Romans. I say, now, what is it called if we are being declared righteous in the sight of God and like justification? Mm -hmm. And in my mind, that's growth. Right. Three weeks ago, you would have been iffy on yes. what does that mean? But now if you're reading that in Romans 5 and being justified by faith, you're like, hey, I know what that means now. That means yeah. God declares me righteous. Even though I'm not in my own, he says I am because yeah. of his grace. And so I saw some of those things as growth metrics, even though you can't measure them necessarily on a data sheet. Yeah. But I saw that retention. Yeah. It's powerful. 
It is so powerful. powerful. And it's so, we had this yeah. fun in this fun word in Ephesians, apolatrosis, oh, wow. which means to pay a ransom for somebody, to redeem them by ransom, paying that ransom. Right. And so I have this gentleman whom I love, and I won't mention his name, but <laughs> I love him. I love him. He was right there in the front row. I said, how do you say this word on the board? And it was apolutrosis. And I'm yeah. probably wrong in Greek. But he was like, appellation? Appalooza? <laughs> yeah. It became the biggest joke. I'd be teaching about redemption and ransom, and I'd say, what is that word? And the class is like, apolutrosis. And I'd say, what is it now? And he's like, <laughs> he just looked at me with that right. face, and it was so funny. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, so I saw that growth and watching yeah. the class eyes light up. Mm-hmm. as they recognize something or yes. retain it. And then I call on, you had mentioned using some kind of assessment, like having them tell the story. What about yeah. you did an outstanding session for us at the Formed Conference on yeah. some of these digital tools. And you mentioned yeah. Kahoot and mm-hmm. Quizlet and things like yeah. that. How do you use that to measure that retention growth? Um, yeah, so Kahoot is a great, um, it's a great thing to be able to use to do like quiz questions. All right. And so um, people can hook their devices up, like their phones, um, and you can measure like at, maybe at the beginning you ask who can say this word. Yes, and they, yes. they click yes or no. Um, <laughs> and then at the end, you can do the same thing and just see has yes. that gone up. Yes, um, yes. It's nice because it can it can give an anonymous way for people sure. to respond. Sure. And and you want people to feel comfortable um, responding. Um, so digital tools can be a way that people can can share without yes. feeling intimidated to have to share with the whole group. Exactly. But. And for adult teachers, let me just make a plug and a plea. It's okay to have interaction in your class. Yeah. We are so geared in, in the adult mm-hmm. sphere. Yeah. That everything is lecture. It's one on 50 or 150 yes. or 250 or 550. But it could be. There could be. Now, what does it mean in asking the question? And mm-hmm. I, I get it. It could be awkward when people respond back. But right. using those digital tools could be a great way to still have that interaction. Yeah. Get that feedback. Get those kinesthetic learners and text, tactile mm-hmm. learners in there as they're using their phones to answer those questions. Yes. And seeing it on the screen, hearing it with your, so you've got auditory and, and visual and kinesthetic and you're, you're yeah. able to reach all of those learners, even in the adult class. Yes. I, it hurts me yeah. to go somewhere and it's just lecture. I'm like, one grade down. Yeah. They're playing games. They're not playing games, yeah. but they're having discussion. Yes. They're having interaction. And I, I do think with the adults, we make that taboo, but it, it shouldn't be. Well, and the truth is we leave, we leave a lot of people behind when we just lecture. We do. We leave You're a lot of people behind. Right. Um, and it helps when we have visuals like um, that are presenting, helping us present information. Yes. But there are a, a good portion of people that even as adults have to, in, have to kinesthetically engage in some way to yes. really get it. Yes. Um, and so <laughs> building some, I, me too, actually, I, I'm always taking notes and drawing things because it helps it's my my way of helping myself <laughs> be yes. able to cope with the fact that I need yes. to be moving. <laughs> yes, me yeah. too. I have to have yeah. some kind of interaction and I have my journal and my fan and I'm writing these notes down and I'm listening and I must say, well, no, this is with preaching, but it can be very it can be very torn because I want to stand and say, Oh, that's so good, but like, oh I have to write it down because it is so good. Yep. And so, yep. Yep. <laughs> sometimes yep. I'll stand as I write down like this. So I'm gonna keep yep. writing down. Yes. <laughs> And I mean, when we do take those steps and take some of those risks, um, I think we can change the culture. Great word, risks. Yeah. 
I think we can change the culture. Great word. And, Great word. Yeah. Build, build that into our, our classes so that people are engaging and they're not just kind of sleeping through. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Risks. Now, yes. there's a measurement of growth. Yes. If, if you're in the adult class, if more adults are awake than asleep, yes. or <laughs> that guy who was on the front row is awake this class and asleep last, like yes. we are growing. We're yes. getting somewhere. <laughs> growth. <laughs> Success. <laughs> That's right. And yeah. a lot of those can't be measured on a data sheet, but you can see yeah. them and you can detect mm -hmm. those. That's and pretty cool. I would encourage people when you see things like that, capture it somewhere. Okay. I think I think we keep track of data in our heads and that, that is useful, mm -hmm. but, but capture it somewhere on a piece of paper, make a checklist or, yes. um, you know, when you're going around listening in on conversations, just have a little, uh, a roster and you're just going by and just putting a check mark by the kids that you think have it. Yes. You can tell they've got it and, or, you know, who's not sleeping who's during not your sleeping? lesson. Yes. <laughs> but, yeah. When I was teaching, when I finished teaching a book, whether mm -hmm. it's Philippians, Romans, Hebrews, James, whatever, Revelation was fun. When I finished teaching a book in Mount Vernon, I uh -huh. would do a Kahoot quiz, just as you mentioned. Yep. And they were fun. Yeah. Two answers could be the right answer, as far as if you didn't know and you were guessing, one of those two could be mm. the third one. And it was, there were always three answers, mm -hmm. was just dumb. Like right. there was no, there was no, right. it was just for fun, right. and for laughs. So no matter who was in it, they have a one out of two chance of getting the answer right. And then right. true and false, that's a true one out of two. Yep. When I first started doing those Kahoot quizzes as a review at the end of those books, our seasoned saints, mm -hmm. they were just killing it. I mean, it was like you knew who was yeah. going to be on the top of the podium. I was so excited when some of our brand new believers mm -hmm. were giving them a run. I love it. And it's timed. So right. it's not just that they know the content, but they know it quickly enough that they can answer on their phone right. as soon as they see it on the screen. And so when I've got brand new believers who have been in church for less than two years right? and they're keeping up with those who have been in church for 30, it's like, yeah. okay, <laughs> obviously they've retained it and they are, they're growing, but they're growing at a rate that I'm able to really see. Yeah. Whereas they're continuing to grow, but you can mm -hmm. see rapid growth where I couldn't even tell you what repentance is, but now I can tell you what justification means and why yeah. it matters to me. And it's like, oh, that's exciting. And I, I think people get excited when they see their own growth, too. They do. Yes, they so do. So allowing people to realize, like, wow, like, you're climbing the leaderboard here. That's right. Um, and that, yeah. And we're yeah. celebrating because, like, whoa, check out who's in third yes. place. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. A, yes. It's awesome. So how can we build these growth measurements into the teaching process? Is it using these digital tools or are there other ways we can do that to build that just as a as a part of our teaching process, which you already mentioned some of those activities right. at the end of a class or whatever, are those, is that how we do it? Um, it can be. Um, so, so I encourage people to keep it simple. Okay. Um, don't, you can't measure everything. So, sure. you know, identify, <laughs> identify what you're going to measure. Unless so that, you're a baseball player and they um, measure. There you go. Everything. <laughs> yes. I'm like, really? How many times you had soft contact on a slider on yeah. the outside part of the plate with two strikes and you're going to have a stat for that? It looks exhausting. <laughs> While you're wearing the white uniforms with the blue pinstripe? Seriously? <laughs> but yes, that's they do. too much. That's way they too do. much. Yeah. Um, but, but choosing, you know, kind of keeping it simple um, and then being creative. So coming up with creative ways to measure it. It doesn't always have to be a checklist. It doesn't always have to be a survey or a quiz. Um, it could just be how they work together in a group when they're... Okay. 
um, maybe making a poster about um, David and Goliath, you know, yes. and, and they're creating a, a poster that, that demonstrates what happened in the story. And you're able to tell from that poster, do they have it? Oh, okay, um, yeah. So finding out, you know, what, what's the most simple way to measure this um, so that we're not, you know, it, it can be easy to want to pour so much energy into measuring the growth that you forget to grow them, That's, right? Wow, what a and great so, statement. Yeah. What so a great statement. Just back off the complexity. Don't make it okay. hard. If it doesn't work for you, then do something else. I okay. mean, there's when has it ever worked the first time when we teach ever? <laughs> like, <laughs> That's a great point. We, we fix, we course correct. Um, yes. And so just finding what works for you um, and your students um, and your age level, which is so key. Yes. Um, but yeah. Fantastic. Well, yeah. you have blessed us so much, uh, Sister Katie. Thank you. Thank a, you. Thank you for taking your time to be with us. Would my you pleasure. be willing to pray a prayer over yeah. all our teachers that the Lord would help us to grow our students and then be able to know if and how they are growing? Yeah. Thank you. All right. Lord, we come to you today, God. We bring our talents, God, our, our ability to teach, God. We pray that you would that you would anoint, God, that you would strengthen every teacher, God, that's yes. listening to this podcast. God, that you would give them wisdom, Lord, as they decide what to measure. God, that you would give us your priorities, Lord, that whatever you desire for our students to grow in, God, that you would put that on our hearts so that we would be able to pour into our students to measure their growth, God, to be able to um, get them closer, to be able to move them um, in the right direction, Lord, so that they can grow as Christians, as believers, as disciples. Yes. God, we thank you for the ministry of these teachers and for these students, Lord. You have put such a gift into our hands to be able to minister um, and to teach and to disciple. God, we pray that you would let your blessings and your anointing be poured out on these teachers. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. What a blessing. My Absolutely. pleasure. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. And thank you for joining us on the Forum Podcast. Head over to PentecostalPublishing.com. You're going to find some wonderful resources there to help you as a teacher and to help your students to grow and maybe even to measure some of that <laughs> growth. Join us next month as we continue with another teacher, another expert training teachers in the local church. <music>